I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be sharing the first, the first word before our brother, Mr. IMT, will be taking, taking the, second, the second word session. And as we know, the topic of this tonight, tonight's program is securing your future through investment. Amen. And the scripture is from Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 8. I'm going to I'll be reading from message translation. He said, don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, will harvest a crop of weeds. All he will have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God, God's spirit to do the growth work in him, harvest a crop of real life eternal life. I'll also be reading from CP, the Passion Translation. And it says, make no mistake about it. God will never be mocked. For what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that was planted. If you plant the, the, if you plant the corrupt seeds of, of self-life into the Hallelujah. Amen. But says that the harvest you reap reveals the seed that was planted. If you plant the corrupt seeds of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect to experience a harvest of corruption. If you plant the good seeds of spirit life, you will reap the beautiful fruits that grow from the everlasting life of the spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want Amen. us to I want us to understand that life is investment. Life is investment. Genesis chapter eight verse twenty two. He said, "Why the?" I will start. I will, I will start from verse twenty. Genesis chapter eight. Let me just go verse twenty two. Genesis eight twenty two. He said, "Why the earth remained seed time and harvest and cold and heat." and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. So actually, that passage of scripture means why the earth remains investment time 
and return on investment shall not cease. So life is investment. Life is investment. And God designed the earth on the platform of sowing and reaping. I'll be inter interchanging my word. So whenever I use sowing and reaping, um, I mean, I mean always uh, investment and return on investment. So God designed the earth, this earth, on the platform of sowing and reaping. And again, the seed of tomorrow is today. Whatever you and I are doing today, we, we show up tomorrow. The seed for knowledge is learning. The seed for results is wisdom. Why? For wisdom is justified by, by our children. The children there means results. The seed for relationship is friendship. According to Proverbs, it said a man that must have friend must first be friendly. And what I wrote there, the last point, I said the seed to pleasing God is doing his will consistently. The seed to pleasing God is doing his will consistently. But the thing is that every day we are investing, every day, every day of our life, every day, every day, every time, every, every minute, any moment, we are investing. We are either investing in the wrong thing or we are investing rightly. We are investing every time. Exciting things to know about sowing and reaping. Number one, your life is a seed. According to Psalm chapter 22, verse 30, it said, A seed shall serve and it shall be accounted to him throughout all generations. Psalm 22, verse 30. And the second point I want us to know about sowing and reaping. There are specific places to plant your seed, not everywhere that you are to plant your seed. And the scripture is from Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 13. And the third point is that the harvest of the seed you have planted consciously or unconsciously is not bound by location, which means you don't reap where you sow, but what you sow. And reaping where you sow is not yours to decide, but it's God that will decide where you will reap. It is God that will decide where you reap. And again, the truth is that every day of our life, we are sowing. We are sowing. Therefore, it's not enough to sow. We have to know what we are sowing. We have to know what we are investing. Remember, sowing means investment. And reaping means return on investment. So it's not enough to just invest. You have to know what you are investing in. It's not enough to sow. You have to know what you are, what you are sowing. There must be a exact quintessence to know concerning your investment. You have to know what you are doing. You have to know what you are putting. Like for instance, in the natural, I mean, in the in just uh, finances now, you have to know which, which company or which organization you are sowing, you are investing into. And the last point to know about um, sowing and reaping is that if you don't sow the kind of seed you want, you want, you will always reap the fruit of the seed you did not plant. Again, if you don't sow the kind of seed you want to see, you will end up reaping the fruit of the seed you did not plant. Laws of sowing and reaping. I'll just give us about um, six points. Laws of sowing and reaping. Number one, you reap what you sow. Number two, what you reap is what you have sown. What you reap is what you've sown. Number one, I come again. Number one, you reap what you sow. Number two, what you reap is what you've sown. Number three, you reap much more of what you sow. 
you reap much more of what you sow. That's why whenever you invest in, a, in, in an organization, you know, return on investment is always, not every time, but when the company is going higher, but, not, but according to, to, to God's design, when you, when you invest in anything concerning earth, it can never go down. It will always go up, either good or bad. So you reap much more of what you are sowing today. And number four, God determines when you will reap, not you. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. He said, and be not weary in well-doing. In, in, in due time you shall reap if you faint not or quit not, according to uh, the message translation. So it is God that will, in the kingdom on earth, it is God that will determine when you will reap, not you. And uh, fifthly, God determines where you will reap. You don't choose where you want to reap. You don't choose your location. You don't choose your location where you will reap. This is why whenever God gives us instruction, it is good for us to obey him. It is good for us to obey him because in any location, there is allocation. Amen. So it is God that will determine where you will reap. And, and, and we can see that in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. You know, God told Abraham, he said, depart and I will bless you. Depart and I will bless you. And um, verse 4, he said, and Abraham departed. Also, we can see that in Isaac, Genesis chapter 26, verse 1, he said there was, there, there were farmer in the land. And Isaac was, you know, contemplating on moving, but God said, stay here, I will bless you. Stay here, I will bless you. And Isaac obeyed God. And scripture says, Isaac saw in that land, and in the same year, he reaped an hundredfold. And the man grew. He worked strong until he became very great, and the Philistine envied him. And um, the sixth point, the choice to sow is yours, not God. The choice to sow is yours. And if you choose to, to sow, or, either you choose to sow or not, you are still sowing. Every, every day of your life, you, we are investing. Every day, every day, every day. Therefore, if you sow or invest consciously, you will get a garden. But if you, if you ignore the laws of sowing and reaping, you will, you will surely harvest weeds. And you see that scripture from Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 8, the message translation. I'll just move quickly to our subtopic for tonight, financial prosperity. Some, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 32 to 34. It said, I'll just paraphrase, it said, Our Heavenly Father knows that we are in need of these things, but seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to us. So God is not silent concerning our financial needs because he has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. But we are the one that usually pretends not to have needs. So I'll just go quickly. Foundation for financial prosperity. Number one, we have to understand the covenant. We have to understand the covenant. And if you are sensitive, the covenant was the one that I shared first. Why the earth remained seed time and harvest will not cease. From, from verse 20, he said, and, and, and Noah rare an altar of sacrifice of every clean beast, and God smeared a sweet savour, and God said, and God swore, he said, I will, I will not cause the land, I will not cause the land anymore for man's sake. But why the earth remains, seed time and harvest will not cease. Investment time and return on investment will not cease. So we have to understand the covenant. We have to understand the covenant. And there's time to invest. 
there's time to invest. A man investing at 70, I mean, uh, it's too late for him. It's too late. It's too late for him. So you and I, we are in the good seasons of our life. This is why Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 1, it said, remember thy God in the days of thy youth. Seed time, seed time, investment time, seed time, investment, investment time, shall not cease. Seed time, seed time. So there is time, there is time, there is time. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it said there is time for everything and for every purposes under heaven, not above heaven, under heaven. Number two, for uh, foundation for financial prosperity, number two is we must fear God. We must fear God. Hallelujah. We must fear God. Job chapter 1, verse 1. Job chapter 1, verse 1. It said, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. We must fear God. We must fear God. We must fear God. And when we fear God, God will show us his covenant. God will show us his covenant. Psalm chapter 25. I think 25 verse 14. Let me quickly read that scripture. Psalm chapter 25 verse 14. Hallelujah. Psalm chapter 25 verse 14. It said, The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. No wonder Job was speaking in Job chapter 29 verse 4. He said, as I was in the days of my youth, that the secret of the Lord was upon my tabernacle. Job chapter 29 verse 4 is, as I was in the days of my youth, the secret of God was, up, was upon my tabernacle. And I washed my feet with butter and the rock poured me rivers of oil. So we must fear God. And number three, number three foundation for financial prosperity is purpose. Why? Why do you need God to bless you? Why? Why? Why God's blessing? Why, why financial prosperity? Why do I want God to bless me? Why do I want kingdom prosperity? Why? My small usually say, he said, when, it, it, when the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse will be inevitable. And you can see that account in um, Luke, chapter, Luke chapter 12. That rich fool God has blessed him, and the man will build, build a barn, and he will bring it down because he has a lot. He said, I'll bring the, this barn, barn down, and I'll build it around because I have a lot. My soul have rest. And God said, what? Now your, your soul will be required from you tonight, now. And that man died. So it's not enough for us to ask, I mean, engaging this loss, but we have to have... We have to know why, 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 why do you, why, 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 why did God make provision for, for prosperity? Why do I want God to bless me? Why? And number, and number four for financial, for number four foundation for financial prosperity is integrity. Integrity. And we see that in Job chapter one verse one again. He said, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright. And that word for upright is integrity. Is integrity. There is this strange scripture, Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 11. He said, as the partridge seated on eggs, 
and hatcheth them not. So he that getteth rich and not by right or not by integrity shall leave them in the midst of his days and at his end he shall be a fool. So we have to begin now to start working on ourselves. Start working on ourselves because we have to, we have to prosper morally before we can prosper financially. We have to make sure that we are prospering morally before we can. Financial prosperity to me is just, it's just the fruit. But moral prosperity, these are the foundations. These are the, these are the roots. The financial prosperity is the fruit. The fruit is what people see. But the roots, people can't see the roots. And what's about integrity? When, when, when you get things by integrity, it gives you boldness when you are when you are speaking. It gives you boldness when you are talking about. I mean, I'm, I, I will take I will take Bishop for example. Whenever he's talking about his blessing, you see the boldness. You see the boldness. Let me just go further. Enemies of financial prosperity. Number number one is comparison. Number one is comparison. Second Second Corinthians chapter ten verse thirteen. He said, "And they comparing themselves with others, they are not wise." Oh, because your, your, your friend just bought something and you don't know the, 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 the level that, that your friend is and you are trying to, you know, to acquire the same thing that your friend just got. No, there's no need for pressure. Every man has his own appointed time. Job chapter 14, verse 14. He said, all the days of my appointed time, I will wait till my change comes. So we don't need to compare ourselves with others. We have different timings. We have different timings. Number two, enemies of financial prosperity is impatient. And remember, the law is, is seed time and harvest. It's a seed. It's, it's, it's an investment. So you don't expect, you don't invest today and, and, and expect returns tomorrow. No, you have to give it time. You have to give it time. And with, and with God, you don't know when God will bless you. You don't know. You don't know the exact time. You know that he will bless you, but you don't know the exact time. So we have to be patient. We have to delay the gratification. And in our generation, we are so in a hurry for manifestation. No, no. Bishop that we, celebrate, uh, that we are celebrating today, that man started long time ago. Long time ago. Not in his 40s. Not in his, not in his 50s. Not in his 30s. That man started long time ago long time ago so it's just like planting a seed now today and tomorrow you want to i mean you want to see what you have planted no you have destroyed it so we have to watch that enemy patient number three is poverty mentality proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 it said as he thinketh so easy as a man thinketh so easy philemon chapter 1 verse 14 god speaking he said without your mind i will do nothing Without your mind, I will do nothing. Yeah, I mean, financial, financial prosperity, it, it, it doesn't have anything to do with our pocket. First of all, it's our mind. There's this interesting scripture, Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22, verse, verse 7. It said the rich, let me start from verse 2. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 2 and 7. It said, the rich and poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. Verse 7 says, the rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant 
to the lender why there's a reason why why that is happening and it's found in Proverbs chapter 28 verse 19 Proverbs chapter 28 Hallelujah Proverbs chapter 28 Hallelujah. I can't get where the scripture is. But that scripture was saying that the reason why one is poor and one is rich is because of their perception. Because of their sight. Because of their sight. So it has nothing to do with your pocket. I remember God God telling me one day, I, I, I think earlier this year, last year, I was, um, I was sleeping in my car, you know, sleeping on the floor. Then God says something very interesting to me. He said, son, you can sleep anywhere that you like. You can sleep anywhere, but make sure your mind does not stay there with you. That's all God told me. I was sleeping in my car. Sometimes I sleep on the floor. He told me, he said, son, you can stay anywhere, but make sure your mind is not staying there with you. Make sure your mind is not staying there with you. Allow your mind to visit your future and let your mind come back and start preparing for your future. And, I'm, and God is speaking the same thing to us. I don't know what you are going through this hour. I mean, this season. I don't know what you, may, I mean, you might be going through. But make sure your mind is not in that position with you. Allow your mind to visit your dream. Allow your mind to visit your future. So we have to be careful of the way we think. For as a thinker, so is it. And the fourth enemy of financial prosperity is lack of management and indiscipline. Lack of management and indiscipline. Indiscipline. And we can see that in um, in Genesis chapter in Genesis chapter two. It said, "And God did not let rain to fall because there was no man to manage to 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 manage the garden, because there was no man to work, there was no man to manage. So God will always restrict." growth if there is no management so you might i mean i've been through this i'll be giving tight and everything but yet there's nothing coming until god start opening my eyes because yeah the tight will prevent devora from coming but lack of management will open the door for the for, for that devora to step in so sometimes we we'll just be this we have to watch the way we manage money we have, to, we have to learn how to manage our resources. Proverbs chapter 21. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 17. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 17. It said, He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man, and he that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. So it's not everything that we see that we spend money on. It's not everything that we see that we spend money on. Let me just go quickly. Channels of investment. Number one, tithes. We all know that. Number two, offering. It is not good to see a king. It is not good to see a king empty-handed. And God is the king of kings. So it is not good for us to, to come to his house, to his sanctuary, empty-handed. Number three, very deep, kingdom investment. If there is kingdom advancement prayer, then there must be kingdom advancement givings. 
kingdom is investment is not the same thing with tithe and offering. Mm-mm. Kingdom investment is different. God might be showing you some, one or two things in church to, to be buying or to just fix. That's kingdom investment. That's different from tithe and, and all this. Kingdom investment. Just don't, don't go, 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 go deep because of, because of our time. And number four is giving to, to, to your parents. Money cannot buy blessings, but money can attract blessings to you. Isaac said to, to his two sons, he said, bring me venison, bring me venison, that my soul may bless you. I want to bless you, but this blessing will not work until you do something. Honor. We must, we must, we must honor. Amen. And again, giving, giving to the poor, giving to the poor. He said, he that have a bountiful eye shall, he that have a generous, generous eye, God shall provide for him. Yeah. He that giveth to the poor, he has lended to God and God shall repay, shall repay him back. Amen. Because of our time, let me just run it up. And uh, number secrets of attracting and keeping God uh, kingdom wealth. Number one, having kingdom dreams attracts God's resources to you. Having kingdom dreams attracts God's resources to you. Bible speaking, First Kings chapter eight, verse eighteen. It said, "Because it was in thy heart, thou this way." Because it was in the heart. So having kingdom dreams will attract God's resources to you. Number two, possessing a serious mentality will sustain his resources to you. Because it is required for a steward to be found, to be found faithful. To be found faithful. To be found faithful. God is looking for channels. God is looking for stewards, financial stewards. So if you and I present ourselves, you know, as, as financial stewards, we'll, we'll be able to sustain God's resources in our hands. Amen. I know that we have been blessed with this short word. I have a lot, but because of our time, I just want to stop right here so we can continue praying. And, and our brother, too, will take us in that um, second section of, of the word. Let's just give God thanks for his word before Brad Jerry will take us in the next um, round of prayer and session.